it's time to crank up the truth. I'm Val Selby, and over the decades of working online, I've learned a most important lesson. Mindset owns your business. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then I'm here with Val Full Volume, ready to help you see choices that you're making. Get ready to own your personality and use your expertise to create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. So let's get to it. All right, everyone, we're back for another episode. I'm so glad that you are here and you're going to be glad that you are here as well because I have a guest today and I know we've talked quite a few episodes about procrastination and those issues that we have and we set in place and the blocks that we set in place, but there's so many ways that we can go about it and make changes. And then there's also the standards that we all need just like pushed into our head constantly. So today I have Margaret Augard here and I am excited to have you here and talk about a little bit more of the spiritual approach as well. I'm going to assume because that's going to be in everything you do, right? Yes. (laughs) But um, could you please tell my listeners a little bit about you and we'll go from there. Okay. I'm Margaret. I have eight children. At one point, I was a single mom and the sole financial support of those children. I was working in the high-tech industry. I I was an executive. I eventually stepped away from that and started a consulting business just so I would have more flexibility and more freedom. And I was one of the few women. And I had at one point, right during this whole time, decided to go back and finish the last of my degree. So I was about two semesters away from a degree in math. And I won't say that word again, because I guess we love it all Don't make a word. Okay. And then, so I was going to school. I had these kids at home, somewhere in college, and somewhere in high school, one was in junior high. And also, again, I was working for a while. So I worked as an executive. I stopped that when I was going to school and, and started consulting business. And then I went back as an executive. And what was happening during that time is I was just overwhelmed. Any one of those things, going to school full time, I was doing it at night and you couldn't do it online. And you had to actually drive to class mm-hmm. when I was doing it. And then working as an executive, that's just, you know, they, they want your heart and soul. Right. And 70 hours a week, basically. And raising your family. And with teenagers. You know, teenagers, you think, oh, well, they're teenagers. No, you need more time with the teenagers. And they're usually only home at night because mm-hmm. they've got activities or maybe part-time jobs and things. Yeah. But the, here's the point. I, at one point, had, like, over a matter of a few weeks, I did things based on my priorities and, like, finished a paper that was due for a class or got a proposal together for a client and went in only to find out I didn't need to have it that day because, again, this wasn't online. You had to go in and hand your papers in and there was a note on the door saying the professor was sick so he would be collecting the papers two class times away. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have spent all those hours working on that paper. Right. I could have used it in a better way. And the same thing had happened with a client proposal. I had it ready and I went and like, oh, you know, we thought about it and we want to 
completely revamp how we're going to talk. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, Paige, you know, I call proposal. And at the time, I was hardly getting any sleep. There was just too much going on. Mm-hmm. I was lucky to get four hours sleep a night. And even then, I would wake up in a panic thinking, oh, what haven't I done? And I'm a big list maker, a big list maker, especially then, because I was afraid I'd forget things. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I was thinking to myself, if I only knew the future, like if I had known that that professor wasn't going to need that paper, I wouldn't have done the paper until mm-hmm. later. I, I could have fit it in at a different time. Or if I had known the client was going to change it, I maybe wouldn't have worked quite so hard on it, right? Yeah. So then I thought, because in addition to a degree in math, and some people are like, how do you be a scientist and this? I also had a close connection with, with God or the divine or however you talk to it. I know how to connect to that universal intelligence, that spirit. <laughs> Your higher my, power. My, my higher power. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I know who does know the future, and I'm going to start asking him. And so what I did was I would take my list, bring out like, okay, I've got to get the dishes done. I got to pick up some groceries and I have to finish that paper and I have to invoice these clients because I used to think, why am I not getting paid? And I thought probably because I didn't invoice them. Right. And, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I would just take it and say, what do I really have to do today? And even if I would say like something I didn't expect, like if he had said to me, don't write that paper, I'd have been like, don't write the paper. That'd be crazy. Right. I had to learn to really trust the answers I got. Uh And as I started to do that within a matter of weeks, or really only weeks, my life was completely under control. I was finished by eight o'clock at night, every night. So I could just kick back and relax and talk with the kids as they came in and out. I... Did not wake up in the middle of the night, panic stricken, thinking, what haven't I done? What did I leave off the list? Because I knew it was being handled by someone who could see the bigger picture, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the future and everything. Oh my gosh. I needed that so bad back when I went back to school. Because I I mean, I feel my shoulders just going up when you're talking about it because I was there and I'm like, I I can remember waking up on the couch because I'd get home at 10 o'clock from class. Yes. Work on the homework immediately because it was already in my brain. And then all yep. of a sudden I'd fall asleep on the couch, you know, <laughs> right. like, it's like, and, yeah, right. and just constant, just, ugh, just stress. I wish I would have had that because I'm a list girl. So you, you better believe same thing you just said. I had a ton of lists because I knew I would forget things like, like, where's the child? Forget things. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, my kids were coming and going. And honestly, you know, kids, teenagers, they don't want to talk to you at three in the afternoon. They're in at three in the morning. Can we talk? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, so when you say you would hear what the answers, I mean, did you literally hear you know, it's a funny. I always or... think that. So people who are experienced with uh, hearing that inner voice, to me, it's like um, a thought and it's somehow in my heart too. So mm-hmm. somehow there's a connection between my heart and my mind mm-hmm. and it's a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not actually talking out loud. I'm not actually hearing this uh, audible voice. Mm-hmm. It's a thought, like the thought we're having, like, what is she saying? What does she mean? How does that work for me? Right. That kind of thought. And I had learned to discern the difference between just my random ADHD speaking up and this kind of calm thought that actually is that guidance from my higher power. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to have that, I think some people 
call it their intuition or their gut. I just know my gut. This is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And and you can begin to discern it that way. And also because I did believe in prayer, I just actually asked in my twenties one time. I said, I don't know how to hear a voice. People talk about it all the time. I don't know how to do it. So will you help me? Mm-hmm. I've had some experiences where I did actually learn to hear that voice and be able to respond to it. And that right there is a really good one, I think, because I know for me, as I've gotten more into all of the spiritual stuff, it's almost like I I want to force it because I want it to happen right? versus asking. So I love that you had said that you asked for it. You're like, okay, I don't, I don't feel this. I don't know this. Can you show me? You know, and everybody knows I'm like spiritual. I'm not super religious. And all of every single religion has a higher power. Even the non-religions, we all have a higher power. I'm like, so right. just just take it in and put whatever word you want into there. And believe me, I had to embrace that. <laughs> it's like, it's whatever it means to you as your higher power. Ask them. <laughs> ask right. them for guidance. I'm and it was amazing because when I first started, I was saying, what do I need to do? That's all I was just getting through today. What do I need to do? And then pretty soon, what was interesting was how much got taken off the list. Yeah. Like you really don't need to do this. You know, especially type A. You know, if we think we have an extra hour, well, I mean, fill it with something. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of chilling out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead of taking the downtime. Yes. But after a while, I began to say, what do you want me to do? And Ooh. I think that's when my life really changed. That was when I actually found my true purpose, when I actually found that I have a purpose in life. And here's what it is. And here's where I fit into this whole world view. So I don't know. I think the sooner the younger people are when they start asking, what do you want me to do? And a lot of times I, as I start, I will make up, I will write, I still write my whole list out. It's not like I sit down there with a blank sheet of paper and say, Mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? Right. I will have things written on it. And often it's like, that's a good plan. Go for it. And other times, that's a good plan. Let's make a few changes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. See, I like that. I, yeah. Because I think I think that a lot of people do have this like expectation, like I was saying before, of, okay, well, this voice is just going to come in my head and it's going to tell me exactly what to do and life would be great. And it's like, no, we, right. have, we have to put action steps in there as well because we have to take control of what we're doing right (laughs) yeah take the action so i love that you're talking about the fact that you're not just sitting there with a blank piece of paper waiting to be told what to do and add that no you know you're still human right we're still all human so we're still going through those lists at times and creating the cajillion list the brainstorm list as we like to call it right 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 And and it's interesting because the biggest changes in my life have come from some small thought that was a big thing. You know what I mean? Like you might have a thought like start a podcast and then you're like, mm, okay, so that's not like I'm going to do it today and cross it off my list. That's mm-hmm. going to be, I don't have a clue. So I better find out what that takes and you know, what, how I, mm-hmm. I mean, all the things you have to learn, like what mm-hmm. kind of equipment and how do I edit it and where do I put it? And so a lot of times I had thoughts like that, do this. And part of it was why I wrote the books. It was, I want you first to write it online. And that started in, in 99. That was before WordPress even existed. Right. I started writing my experiences online. And then after a few years of that, it was now write a book. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I started trying to, like people, if they write a memoir, they'll go through their journals and things like that and they'll rewrite it in a different way. And I was like, no, what you put online is already it. And it's not, it doesn't read like a blog. It reads more like, I don't know how you put it, but I am talking about the answers I got and how I acted and what I, what I learned from it because you really have to learn how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, how to do it is pretty easy, right? I would say, here's how you do it. Yeah. And that's pretty easy. Yeah. But then it's everything that you bump up against that it makes it hard. Like, you know what? I don't want to ask today. I don't want to know what you want. <laughs> go right. Do what right? <laughs> or, right. <laughs> yeah. And that can go on for me for a couple of weeks before I think, you know, I'll probably should go ahead and ask it again. Yeah. And, and I, mm-hmm. I love that asking, what do you want me to do? That's that's a totally different way of of looking at my to-do list and hopefully listening a little bit more. Um, yeah. so I don't find it ironic or anything anymore. I am always having the, the right people are always coming in for the conversations on the podcast when I need them. <laughs> because I mean, this year has been, you know, I just turned 50. So this year has been that that change over decade of, yeah. of what do I want and asking myself constantly, what do I want? And it's been a stumbling block for me. So why why not change my wording to what do you want from me? And my experience has been that our higher power knows us yeah. and loves us and knows me. He knows us the way we love. We know our children. You know, like you don't know me. Really? Because I can remember when you were kicking in my wool and I was like, <laughs> right. you you like and you came out, right? And so <laughs> and I think that that's how it's felt with me. Like, yeah. I'm going to love this. Yeah. yeah. I, the changing of the wording helps me so much. So, so hopefully it's going to help you guys out there too. It's the power of your words or thought is pretty incredible just by changing a couple of words when you're doing it of, of not what do I need to be doing now in the tense, but you know, what do you want me to do? Well, you know, well, you know, Val, what's also interesting about that is I know people, oh, I forget the word for it. What is it when you set some, like, I want this, an intention or whatever you call it, you focus on that, whatever that is. And I thought, well, what's the difference between that and when I have this thought for my higher power to do this? And I thought, well, if it comes out of my brain, I'm trying to make myself do it. I'm trying to, you know, marshal all the, I don't know, little electrons to all get on the same. But when I get it from my higher power, I know I can do it. Because I wouldn't be asked to do it if I couldn't. Right. And so I have a very different attitude Mm -hmm. towards when my higher power says, I want you to do this now Mm -hmm. versus just something I came up with out of the blue. Right. Right. Which, I mean, we didn't come up with it out of the blue. I mean, we were told to do it. It's just how, how are we going to listen? What's going to make us listen? (laughs) You know, what's going to make us trust that what we're feeling we should be doing is what, what we should be doing. You know, and that can be the hard one, especially if, especially if you're going through anything at, and you've got all of these choices right now. Like, that's what I feel yeah. like. Yeah. You just watched my shoulders go up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got all of these choices and they're so amazing. And I just, I have to sit down and I just have to pay attention to, okay, which direction is the right one for me at this time? You know, which one's that's the good. one that you that's want me to go? Now. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the times when I'm going through that, and I know my clients are feeling the same way, I'm sure your clients are feeling the same way. We look at all that and we're asking ourselves, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? How are we going to get there? You know, and 
procrastination sets in, right? Okay. <laughs> Here we block ourselves immediately, right? We're like, ah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to go to Netflix. <laughs> well, there is this, you know, like one of was, oh my gosh, a woman's house and our church had burned down. And it was, we were at that time living in West Virginia. It, like she didn't have insurance on it. You can get insurance on half those houses. Mm-hmm. And I think we helped her get like a RV that she was living in. And it was decent, three bedrooms, but you could tell she just wanted a house and yeah. all these different options and opportunities and who might do it. But I think about two years after she'd been in that RV, I was sitting in church one day and it was, you need to build her a house. Not like, I mean, like I need to build her a house. Mm-hmm. And I'd work with Habitat for Humanity. So I, I thought, well, maybe we should try and start a Habitat for Humanity. And our county wasn't big enough for one. And even if you did, it would take you a couple of years. And I was like, no, you build her house. Right. And I thought, uh, you know, like it's not like I'm a construction guy. Right. So. <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, all the steps, all the this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, and I mean, like, I think I went out like trying to raise money and putting in all these big, I, I think it was, is it called 64 Lumber, 54 Lumber? Actually gave us a $10,000 donation right up front. That was amazing. I think the pe- the person I called to follow up, she was amazed that we got it. <laughs> well, I mean, and everything. And then I got people in the community to help and people who knew how to do construction. We built, it was just a small house. It was about 600 square feet, but she was single. Mm-hmm. It, it took about a year to do it. And I just am like, huh, well, look at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and every step of the way, there was a thought of how to do it. And yeah. it just was, it's one of those things where you look back and you think, huh. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, I, I can tell you, it was not a thought that would have ever come into my mind. Right. Uh, on my own. Right. Cause yeah, you're not in, you're not in construction. So it's not, you know, your wheelhouse of, oh, okay, well, I'll just get these people together and we'll build a house. <laughs> right. And I don't think, I mean, I'd never started kind of a volunteer group before. I'd never done any of those things and never applied for donations from big companies. And right. somehow, somehow, yeah. <laughs> we made it all work. And part of me thinks, part of me is just God's way of saying, see how much I love her. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. she's got an alcoholic mess. Right. But he loves her too. Yeah. He loves our alcoholic muscles. <laughs> right. Yep. Cause yeah. Cause none of us are perfect. That's oh. for sure. <laughs> none of us are perfect. <laughs> so what do you right. suggest for um, the procrastination and when it starts setting up, when, when you start noticing that, oh, okay, I'm, I'm writing my out. to-do list from <laughs> you <Right. know> where. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason I, I don't feel so often that I procrastinate because I have such a short list of what to do that I've prayed about the night before. I know I'm going to get started on the next day. Mm-hmm. That even if it's something hard, it's usually I'll ask for like, do I have to do this first? You know, what should I do first? And it'll be the hard thing that I'm putting off. And so that, that helps me with the procrastination right there. And then second, it was, you know, like if you'd been told, build somebody a house. What? So the first thing I had to do is just figure it out, right? So the mm-hmm. first thing I do is make a list. Like, what do I have to do first? And then I just start on the first thing. If I've been putting it off, it's usually because I either don't like doing it or I don't know how to do it. Yep. So in both those cases, it's... I'm going to make the list of what I have to do and just do the first thing on there. And then once I'm doing it, I usually just roll on to the second and the third 
Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's just find out how, yeah. you know, like find out how. Yeah. And other times it's, um, you know, I hate to cook, but every once in a while I get a thought to take me to a sick neighbor. And I think, you know, there are people that like to cook. Why don't you tell them? Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'll just get up and just say, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to do before I do anything else is make this pot of homemade chicken noodle soup and haul it, haul it to my lady I know who has COVID right now. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, the first step for me would be, um, just get the pot out and the stuff that has to go in it. And then right. I can <laughs> stare at her for a while and then just do it. Just yeah. do, you know, one of the things, just do it. it like, you, like when you're, you talk to yourself like a teenager, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you've argued about doing the dishes for long and they were not taking you just do right. right? <laughs> Exactly. So if you'd just done them, they'd been done by now. It would take two minutes, but, right. but you've wandered around the house 500 times going, I hate dishes. Right. I'm sure that's how my higher power feels with me. Like, yeah. look at the list again, do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one thing that I've really paid attention to is when there's stuff on my list and, you know, exactly what you said. It's usually something that I don't know how to do or I just really don't want to do it. I have made sure to voice that you know, whether it's voice it in my head that, well, yes. you know, can, can you bring somebody to me that's going to do this for me, you know, or, or, or even just asking in my friend's group, you know, is there somebody that wants to do this for me kind of thing oh, that's and, and instead of feeling like I have to do it all myself all of the time. And I'm getting better about that because I mean, those strong women, it's where we we're, we haven't been very good about asking for help all along the way for many generations. So I'm really working on that of asking, you know, whether, whether I'm asking inside, okay, bring, can you bring me something, you know, manifesting, you know, I, I would like help with this. <laughs> I right. don't want to do it. <laughs> and also voicing it out there and looking for the help, asking for the help. Right. Or like on LinkedIn, like who knows someone who knows, right? Yeah. Knows, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. helped me so much by just taking things off of my off of my list or or learning something so much faster. Right. Because somebody will come in and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I can show you how to do that. And it, it's like that. Right. Someone who knows me how to trying do to yes. find the tutorials and I don't know what I don't know. So I don't even know how to search through the tutorial to find what oh I Oh my need. gosh, yes. <laughs> I was just out the other day. Like, well, I don't even know what word to use. Right. Uh-huh. It's like how can how can I figure out how to do this when I don't know what to search? Right. <laughs> it's like bring me a coach, somebody, right. trade anywhere. <laughs> so I always tell my clients to do exactly what you said and do the the much shorter list. I think a lot of the key thing for not for breaking the procrastination is what you said about doing it the night before. Yes. So that because we're not I don't think about it overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and if I want to sleep, sometimes I have to just, like I said, get the pot out. Yeah. Just get a few things out so that when I get up, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And that's the reason I ask at night, because I used to ask in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want me to do today? Here's my list. And by then I've committed to it. You know, yeah. thought about it and kind of like slept on it. No, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's better to ask at night. And also mm-hmm. sometimes if it's something I, I'm putting off, I can just kind of lay out what I'm going to need the next day. Yeah. It started. Yeah. And I know it helps for sleep because otherwise there's a lot of the times that it's just rolling around in my head 
it's like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. This needs done. This needs done. And it's like, nope, you know, I already wrote it down. It's all good. Yeah. This yep. is what we're, we're going to get up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now exactly. I found a way. This was interesting because I thought, you know, I'm not having trouble with sleeping at night with my brain going crazy. So I started doing something else for a totally different reason. But then I realized, oh, it's working to keep my brain from going crazy. Yeah. People say, if you want to change the way you think, there's a couple of things that can change it. Because, you know, we've just like, we've started away our attitudes and life start from when we're infants before we even have words. So how do you change that? Mm-hmm. Or like your theta brain that it goes into. And so the way to access, the only way to access the theta brain is either, well, there's three ways, like hypnotism. It's kind of where your brain is when you're in between asleep and awake and you're falling asleep. And you have those weird thoughts, you know, that all of a sudden realize actually you, you aren't awake because for some reason you thought you were wearing a white dress with black polka dots and you aren't. So okay. the third thing you can do is just constant repetition. And so what I decided to do is trying to change the way I was thinking about some things is that as I was falling asleep at night, I would just say the things that I wanted, the new attitude I wanted. For my case, it was, I am love. I always feel like, not really love. Not really lovable. So that's what I've been working on. So I'm like, I am love. And and I can actually kind of feel the universe is of love for me at that point. And so then falling asleep on Gina would up again. I am love. I am love. Well, guess what? I can't be thinking two things at the same time. So I can't be thinking, I am love. And oh yeah, and then don't forget to do this and don't forget to do that. Right. <laughs> and this right there, I come right back to that the new thought I'm trying to get into my big uh-huh. brain. And recently, I'm in my 70s, and I have to tell you, Val, in your 50s, I do remember going through that. What do I want to do with the rest of my life, right? Well, then 20 years later, you're probably still in good health. And like my mom just died at 96. So I'm like, what do I want to do with the next 20 years that I have? I'm in the same question. What do I want to do? And I have no idea where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, no. You know, the wording you used, though, of what do I want to do with the rest of my life? That's a rewording that I have I have decided because I was getting stuck on that because yes. that feels so big. And so I, I really changed it to what do I want to do now? It doesn't right. have um, to be forever. And again, ASM, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And that question is there, too. Oh, yeah. so that's where it comes from. The answer I got as I was thinking about my life and my business was, I want you to relax and enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. I thought, really? I mean, not just be a to-do machine? Right. Not to be type A and, and get everything done. <laughs> yeah. And it's been very interesting to just, and it's interesting because I still do the same stuff. Yeah. But with a completely different attitude. Right. More fun, I assume. Yeah. A lot more fun and, and enjoyable as you're doing it. I'm even starting to like cooking, which is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I start liking house cleaning, that's when somebody needs to check me in somewhere. <laughs> it's like, I no, love I like cooking, that. but house cleaning, no, 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 no. I will, I will hand code a website again before, <laughs> before I would do that. That's right. <laughs> before. That's funny. So I yeah. love this direction that you've gone, and all of that you are listening to, and and everyone, if you're listening, you know, as she's talking. You know, she's coming in from from her perspective with her higher power. But if you if you are listening to her words, I mean, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about being spiritual. All of this. It's, you know, some people call it prayer. Some people call it manifestation. You know, there's words 
and don't get tripped up on them. Right. Don't get tripped up on them. You know, trust your feelings, trust what you're being told, trust your direction, <laughs> which is scary, right? Yeah. So here's here's what I noticed is I have a thought and I argue with it. Oh, for and sure. And that thought comes back again and I argue with it. So that's how I've learned to recognize that's my higher power because I don't argue with myself. You know, if I think, hey, I think I'll run to the store and get some noodles. I just do it. Mm-hmm. If the thought comes, I want you to run to the store and get some noodles. I might think, well, I don't need noodles, you know, or I don't need them until tomorrow, right? Then the thought comes again, go to the store and get some noodles. And I'm like, I just, I don't need them. And then the third time the thought comes, I think, oh, is this God? Is this my higher power? Mm -hmm. And then I'll go and something will happen. I'll turn out, I did need those noodles or I'm on my way out in the country. And we often give people rides. There's so many people who live in our part of the country, which is where people who are disabled go to hide out and try to live cheap lives because my cars are always waiting in there. So I will always, I will offer people rides and I'll think, oh, that's probably why I had to run do the noodle right. this person needs a ride and now Correct. i'm on the yes. yeah yeah so. i've had to really listen i mean just like in the last two days had to listen i was in my a meeting with or uh yeah our club our spiritual club and i was in there and it started i started talking about something and and i have been asking for a local retreat to happen because up here in seattle i have a lot of friends in in florida and florida is way more fun for retreats with the sun and the beach right that's true but it's also $1,200 each way right now for me to fly. So, oh, <laughs> so I've been asking, you know, for, for probably years of, I want something local. I want something local and something locals was brought to me. Oh, And like you said, all of a sudden I start arguing of why I can't do it. I don't know anybody. It's going to be, you know, nobody that I know is there. It's all new people. Oh my God, this is scary. And, and throwing yes. all of that out there. And thankfully I talked it out in the meeting because I'm like, okay, seriously, you've asked for this and here it is. And now you're saying no. <laughs> I know. Okay. I just had that happen. And it's kind of a sad thing, but there it is. I can't, you know, how the market was going up and up, but we, I don't have a lot of stock. I mean, literally, I don't have a lot of stock. Uh-huh. I was like, that's going to peak at some point. So why don't you tell me when it's going to peak and I'll sell it then. And I am telling you, you did. Yeah. And I did not sell it because right. I was like reading like financial things. And then, you know, like a month later, plop. Yes. And, I, and now it's like, well, now what? Because I want to sell at a loss. And he was like, well, just hold on for 10 years. Yeah. I'll have it on my 10 year calendar. Okay. Right. Don't stock until 10 years. Yeah. And, and it's you like, you, you sit there and you're just like, I didn't listen. Right. I did I, not I, listen. This also says I'm going to be alive 10 years from now. That's what I think. Because I don't know how I can wait to sell it for 10 years. And I'm like, okay, I got another 10 years. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So that's part of listening as well is, I mean, we're being told what to do. We are, yes. but we have to pay attention and we have to actually follow through on the, what we're being told, or we get to learn the lesson. <laughs> yes. They won't just tell any, the thought won't just come one time. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yes. It's not like they try it in being told once mm-hmm. and then you ignore it. It will yeah. come multiple times and yeah. should, I have to notice I am blowing this thought off and I need to listen. Yep. Yep. And one of those times you will listen, everyone. You will. So are there any last words that you'd like to leave for advice? We, we've, you've had excellent advice for, for the listening and the intuition right now and, and, and the procrastinating and all of that. But are there any one last words that you'd love to? Can I mention my book? 
Yeah, like, no, that's what, yeah, that's where coaching. we're going right now for sure. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I just say the sooner you get started, the better. But yeah. I just wish I just started sooner. That's mm-hmm. all. I, that's the only difference that I have between where my life is today and the life I love. But I, I, I didn't know I would love this life. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't on my twenty-year plan. But the sooner you get started, the better. Yes, absolutely. And you've got books to help with that. Okay, I'm Am I right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're, yeah. we're absolutely going into your books. We're entrepreneurs around here. <laughs> it's funny because I thought, why am I not really selling books? The host fine. But then I thought, well, I'll, we'll talk about it later, Belle. But here's the point. Most of what I've shared with you today are stories in the book because it's the book is called In These Footsteps. I gave my to-do list to God mm-hmm. and got more than more sleep and less stress. And whatever words you want to put to that. But there it is. And I start with how I first started and how I learned to hear and pay attention to that thought of voice that is coming from a higher power and the times I blew it off and what I learned from the things I did do. And so, yeah, and love. That's what it really comes down to. But I really realized that the whole thing is how loved we are. Yeah. Yeah. And by people we don't even really know are sending the love. That's been the beautiful thing is I've gotten out out of my comfort zone and talked to more people and joined volunteer groups and stuff like that. It's just like, it's like, wow, there's a lot of love out there and not as much negative as you feel like when you're yes. sitting at home taking in the negative, right? So yeah, that we don't need to go down that rabbit trail. <laughs> I won't yeah. squirrel, you guys. I promise I won't squirrel. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Margaret. And everyone, um, all of her information is going to be on there. So you can go and grab her book right now so that you can start figuring out what you're being told and not listening to. What, you know, what is in your life already that could help and make your life even happier and all of the beautiful of that. That information is going to be in there so you can go and grab it right away. Thanks for being here, Margaret. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys later.